irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You're listening to The Horse Ownership Experience with Billy Koch and Michelle Yu, right here on LA Talk Radio. This horse is the complete package. He's won from seven furlongs to a mile and eight. He's won on dual surfaces. He's won with and without Lasix. And he's traveled around the world and brought his A game with him. He showed that he was a very top class dirt horse. Balance is key and you know, he was just perfectly proportioned. I think that's what made him so athletic and so efficient on the track. Standing at TaylorMade Farm. Horse Ownership Experience brought to you by TaylorMade Farms. Call Travis White, 859-885-3345 to book your mare today to Mishawish. You heard all about him, California Chrome, Midnight Storm, Not This Time. What a roster at TaylorMade Stallions. You are listening to the Horse Ownership Experience. It is Tuesday, June 11th. How are we in June already? I'm Billy Koch, founder and managing partner of the Little Red Feather Racing Club. Alongside of me, as always, is the great and talented Michelle Yu, back from Rio Dosu. Michelle, how was your trip? It was really fun. It was a great trip. I've never been to Rio Dosu before, and I want to go back like for fun. It was beautiful. It's like Jackson Hole, Lake Arrowhead, and like some old West Town had a baby. Oh, it's very, amazing. Very cool. Did the horses that you pick win? I forgot to look. I had a 20 to one shot that ran third. Um, and then I liked the favorite who did win. So what was I could have, it would have been nice to have the exacta who won. Uh, Fernva is her name Fe- and uh, it was for Trey Wood. And he actually took the Derby the day before. And it was his very first Rito Sefuturity, um, worth a million dollars, a grade one in the first leg of the quarter horse triple crown. Wow. That's I actually, I'd love to get the owner of Fernva on because, uh, he, it was kind of a happenstance that he came across Trey and last year he was, came as a guest and was like, I'd love to own a horse and have you train it. And, uh, Trey got this horse. I think she cost like $20,000 or $30,000. She wasn't very expensive. And he goes and wins one of the, you know, first legs of the triple crown. So well, it's pretty cool. That's very cool. Big, again, nice segue too. Cause we're going to have Jim Roberts on the show in about 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Uh, he's from rainbows End racing stable, which is a small, partnership and he's going to describe what that's all about because i think he's uh, new into the game or and uh it should be interesting to hear from jim roberts that michelle booked but more importantly we had a massive weekend of racing uh, yes, most did. of it at uh, belmont park it was belmont stakes day looked like a gorgeous day at belmont there was a whole weekend of racing actually um some fast times some great races some controversy uh, the weekend had it all michelle So we'll kick right off with the Belmont, which was won by the other Mark Cassie, uh, Sir Winston, Joel Rosario for owner breeder, Tracy Farmer. Um, interestingly run, interesting run race. I, I worked all morning trying to find a price. I kept saying to myself, it's going to be a long shot. It's going to be a long shot. One of these long shots is going to win. And I just, we talked about Sir Winston. Winston and I just couldn't, I couldn't find him. You know, what's so funny though. It's, I think he went off at like 10 to one, right? Yeah. He didn't go off. Like when, well, they like, all oh, went off at 10 to one upset. I'm like, no. I'm thinking like a 50, 50 to no, one they, is a huge upset, right? But, but Michelle, everybody got bet. Everybody yeah. got bet. I, I mean, the, the third choice was the, um, was the Pletcher horse. Uh, um, Intrepid Heart 
Oh, intrepid heart. Yeah. I, I ended up falling on him for some reason. I have no idea. Well. Yeah. I don't know. It was a strange run. You know, the one controversy, and I thought it was interesting that if you follow social media and you can follow us at Own a Horse, um, was the move Rosario made in the stretch where he kind of cut off War of Will. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of people who said, what was the difference between that and the Derby? Did you see that? I did see a lot of people talking about that. Um, it didn't look as bad. I have to be honest. Did I lose I'm you? I'm going to rewatch it right now. It's oh, you're rewatching it? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, so Rosario saved all the ground, then he comes out. Move. Right. And then uh, Sir Winston just kind of goes right in front of him. I have to be honest with you, Michelle, and I'm a, as you know, I'm a big horse racing fan. I don't know if you know you that. Are? Yeah. Um, I had no idea. Yeah, we do this show. I run a racing stable called Little Red Feather. Uh, I'm on a board of directors of Karma. I've been on the TOC. I really like horse racing. I don't. I had never heard of Sir Winston before. <laughs> <laughs> You're like we do a, a show every yeah, week. Yeah, we talk we, about, do, we talk horses. about the races, and uh, so I'm just gonna embarrass myself and say uh, it was an upset for me. I had, had, had no idea that Sir Winston existed until about uh, about five hours before the Belmont. So right, um, that's funny. Which is um, kind of cool. But congratulations see, so, to Tracy Farmer. He's been in this game for a long, long time and a uh, big win for him. He's had some really good horses, too. Oh, absolutely. Tracy Farmer's big. Big dude. Uh, yeah, he is a big dude. A um, big dude. Let's see. Okay, so also on the card was the Manhattan, which went to Bricks and Mortar, who has pretty much won every big turf race in America right now. He's trained by Chad Brown. He was ridden by Ired Ortiz. He was bred by George Strawbridge, and he's owned by Clarevich and William Lawrence. And he is a five-year-old horse. He's a beast. I mean, he never he he runs his race every single time, and he's a beautiful horse, beautiful mover, beautiful finisher. I, I he's so strong, and and Irad really knows him well. And uh, you know, the interesting thing about bricks and mortar, though, I was reading up on 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 Chad Brown and his plans for the future. He said uh, many of his runners, including the second and third place finishers, I believe it was Robert, Robert Bruce, Bruce and and Raging Bull. And Raging Bull um raging bull uh both all of them are are scheduled to go to the arlington million but Mm -hmm. here's the big but chad brown said he's not sure bricks and mortar is a mile and a half type horse and therefore he does not think he will be in the breeders cup this year right i said i did see that and you know what that is like a trainer really taking their horse into consideration because when you say it right up front you're like look we're probably going to bypass that race and a lot of times that race is the champion maker it makes you want to pay more attention to what he can do before and possibly after um well, he's because... won- yeah i mean all he does is win grade ones and yesterday's purse was what 1.2 million or something for the manhattan i mean it was what are the odds they try him on dirt i don't think so chad no. doesn't do that a lot but um, i know but it's like if you ju- i mean and clarovich has plenty of dirt horses i mean clarovich had some weekend i'll tell you that I just thought that, you know, we're talking about this horse and he doesn't want to go the mile and a half. But Maybe he goes, you're saying maybe he goes in the classic. Yeah. Yeah. Even O'Brien would do it. Yeah. I don't, you know what, Michelle? Good idea. Food for thought. At Own a Horse. Tweet us. Okay. The <laughs> next race was probably one of the most exciting races on the card. And it was the Run Happy Metropolitan Handicap, or as we affectionately call it, the Met Mile. Yes. It is the Stallion Maker race. And it was chock full of amazing horses and go down the list go down the list okay it was matoli yeah mckenzie thundersnow promises fulfilled firenze fire pavel 
Pool Front, Tale of Silence, and Prince Lucky. So we have the two-time Dubai World Cup winner. We've got a multiple grade one winner. We've got the fastest horse in America. We've got a miler at Belmont. That is his absolute specialty. We've got Pavel, who has gone to the Dubai World Cup, who's won a grade one. We've got Cole Front, who just came out of winning a sprint race in Dubai. So... I mean, and that's just like the the creamer of the crop, you know. Uh, it was an incredible. It was it, there was a lot of hype for this race, and you know what? It lived up to its billing. It did, as far as so I'm it concerned. Fully won um, for Steve Asmussen, Ricardo Santana, Breeder Edward Cox, and the Heilig Groats, who have been in the game for a long, long time. Good for them. But good owners. A um, lot Mama of controversy. Tully was awesome. There was tons of controversy because Mike Smith gave a crap ride to McKinsey. <laughs> I <laughs> like how you just come out and say it. it. You I just mean, come out and say it. You know, it's funny yeah. because I know how mad uh, Money Mike Smith must have been after that after that ride. He well, he said, I mean, back to back weeks now because he had Paradise Wood that he did to give a great ride to. Well, but she stumbled. Him. I think. I think. Um, obviously, we're we're. You know, I talked to Brad Pegram, who's Mike's agent, after the race, and I just said how mad was was Mike, and he said he was extremely mad at himself. Um, he said, but the only person who wasn't mad uh, at the ride of McKenzie was uh, Mike Pegram, who owns the horse. Um, you know, that's just not Mike's style and good for him. If you, if, if you didn't see the race, um, Matoli stalked, had the perfect trip. He did. Um, and McKenzie was last. McKenzie was last, came through on the rail. Mike was really, really patient. And then Mike stayed, had it, it looked like, listen, these horses are going so fast. It looked like Mike had a chance to get outside and he didn't. He stayed inside because he thought the hole was there. And then all of a sudden, Thundersnow, who was right in front of him, kind of closed the hole. And he, Mike had to take up for a second, go to, uh, try to go to the outside. And then right when he did that, Thundersnow went back to the outside. And it was one of those things that just got caught behind in the wrong place at the wrong time. Because McKenzie, once he got his head, once Mike laid down and really rode him, I mean, McKenzie was absolutely flying. Many people will say McKenzie was the best horse that day uh but you have to give credit to matoli and you have to give he was he put himself in the right spot he put himself right there he stayed in the clear and ricardo santana jr who's becoming a household name with these rides um uh, i i give matoli a ton of credit on uh, that was tale of two trips right there yeah if the race is run 10 times matoli maybe wins what five and and maybe five for mckenzie but uh, this was the one that matoli wins how about that? Well, I, I will say I thought Thunder Snow ran amazingly well. We, you know, the question mark was cutting back to the mile when he is a true mile and a quarter type. And I thought he ran lights out. Uh, Mackenzie did get the nod down on him, but I don't think Thunder Snow lost anything in defeat there. He just no. shows up every single time. He'd I love mean, to own a horse like him. He's the horse in the world right now. Yeah. He, what's he made? Like $17 million? So yeah, 16 and change. It's crazy. Look, if you're an owner... You want a horse like Thundersnow. And the, right. you know the good thing about Thundersnow is he's starting to, uh, the memory of his Kentucky Derby is fading. Right. Right? Because if any time you said Thundersnow to anybody, especially our buddy Travis, who loved him that day in the Derby, um, if, if you didn't see it, it was an off track, and he came out of the gate and just didn't run. Locked. I mean, just stopped, didn't run, and he became kind of a, a, a laughing stock. All he's done is gone and made $17 million. So to all those people, Thundersnow gives you the finger. All right, we got to buff through a little bit oh, quicker. Oh, we got to go fast. So, well, we um, got, we got, Woody we got. Was, what? We just, we just can't spend as long. We got to. Why? But, a I, but people like hearing us talk about the races. Okay, Can we, we can't still talk about the races. I mean, I'm kind of mellow today. <laughs> 
and no soapbox. No soap. Um, oh, I'm going to do a soapbox so- later. Soapbox Billy's coming after Jim Roberts. That is a great name for a horse. Soapbox, soapbox Billy. Billy. Uh, <laughs> Hog Creek Hustle won the Woody Stevens for something special racing, and Vicky Foley getting her first grade one. Corey Lannery was aboard for the ride, beating out Nitrous. Um, I didn't actually watch that race, but oh. I did hear there was a little bit of. Yeah, Hog Creek Hustle Hog shut Creek. off. Um, who's the favorite? Uh, mind control. Mind control. And a lot of people were saying mind control was going backwards. It didn't really matter. There was an inquiry. It looked like he got, it was a 50, 50 call and he stayed up. He ran a great race. I have a funny story to tell you before the race. Uh, I had a bunch of people in the suite in the LRF suite and we were all talking about this race. And I'm like, and I said to everybody, I, this is God's honest truth. I said, cause we, we really liked, um, we liked the inside horse of, um, of Bill Motts, I believe, mm-hmm. oh, no, or Chad Brown. Who was the inside horse? I don't know. I have, oh, I have, I have you don't have it in front of you. Um, and we liked we liked Nitrous. That was like our big long shot. And I said, you know what, guys, this this is one I of those races. I go, I go. Race. I said, this is the. I said, this is the funny duck race. I said, you know, someone like Hog Creek Hustle is going to win this race. <laughs> I swear. And after the race, I'm just dying. I'm like, I can't believe I put that horse in the winner's circle. So, congratulations to them, and not congratulations to us. Uh, the grade one acorn was ended up being a, a walkover really for Girana oh. first time versus winners wow. and Serengeti Empress ran on well in second but was well beaten owner breeder three chimney farm for Chad Brown and I did bet this horse actually this horse was a beast well she had run a zero on Thurgrass in her first start and I think she was bet down she might have been the favorite at post time I think she got she went off went, at nine to five or eight decently. to five no I'm not no she didn't you look at your chart, Missy, Missy it. Michelle. Well, I was just looking at my. No, I, she bet. was like eight to five, nine to five, something like that, and she ran like a like a absolute beast. She has got to be considered right now the best three year old filly in the country, um, and she's going to. They don't know what to do with her. I read that oh, uh, same yeah. article I was talking about. It didn't pay that great. Yeah, just because I'd bet like a, an amount that I got like money. You know, yeah. it wasn't like odds on, so I got money back. So I was right. happy. No, it wasn't. But she uh, quite quite a uh, a beastly performance. Um, Ronan, go ahead and and call Jim Roberts if you would. We'll get him on, and then we're going to talk about some of the other races. And there was a big one. I mean, I thought Midnight Beast's performance was unbelievable, Michelle. And let's get to that after we talk to Jim. How about that? Okay, sounds is that great. fair? So yep. I think Ronan's calling Jim Roberts right now. Rainbows End Racing Stable. Um, I see Ronan doing our little phone thing. He likes it when we talk about him. He laughs in there. <laughs> um, I don't know what he's doing now, though. Um, I mean, was there a better performance in the day than Midnight Uh Here's Jim. I mean, Bo Recall getting beat, but she ran huge. Oh, come on. She didn't really even win. Impressive. Jim Roberts, you in there? The technic the technical aspect of the horse ownership experience is amazing, and every once in a while we've had very good shows lately, though Michelle, haven't we? Yes, we have actually. Yeah, so um, you you can't Hello? say oh there he is, Jim Billy Koch with the uh, uh the horse ownership experience. Thanks for joining us. Hey Billy, how are you? Nice to meet you. And nice to Hi. meet you too, Michelle. You is on the phone as well. Hello, Michelle. How are you? All the I- way from New York. I'm great. Thank you so much for joining us today. Appreciate it. Jim, I mean, I was going to say, the accent gives you away. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Don't sorry. go there. Sorry. So you're not a California native? Yeah, we're, yeah. Um, tell us, first yeah, of all. In, San Diego, I grew up. Did you grow up in, <laughs> <laughs> 
Jim, tell us a little bit about Rainbows End, how you got started in the game, and then we'll, 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 we we saw this great blog that you wrote. And you know, here on the Horse Ownership Experience, we like to bring on big owners, small owners, medium-sized owners, any type of owners. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Let our audience get to know you and, and how you got started in this game. Fantastic. And, and, and I appreciate the opportunity because I think it is, it's an interesting story. I, actually, I had belonged to a smaller partnership a few years back and, and, you know, a, a bunch of us that are really Saratoga uh, loyalists, we, we had gotten together and, you know, raised a certain amount of capital. And we just went and we had one, we had one claiming horse that we bounced around for a little bit. And, um, you know, without a lot of success and I had the really good fortune to run into uh, a gentleman by the name of Bob Scavetta, who's the, managing partner with uh, Rainbow's End. And through a, you know, twist of fate, uh, Bob and I wound up having a connection. His, his wife is a alum, alumnus of my high school and all those things tied together. And so next thing we know, we switched and, and jumped into uh, the group of Rainbow's End. And, and as I said, Bob is the managing partner. And um, another gentleman, Mike Iacconi, uh, is, is the other uh, partner. And I think there are about 42 or 43 of us um, that are involved at, 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 at some level or another on, on the different, uh, you know, pieces of, of horses that we've gotten. And, you know, we've, we've been in the claiming game and, you know, we've, we've also had, you know, a couple of two-year-olds out of uh, either auctions or private sales. And, I mean, all of us, I, I think the one commonality with the entire group is that, you know, the, the, everybody loves the game, right? And every, everybody, the people in the game are also dedicated to what goes on. I mean, anybody who's ever experienced being around the backstretch and, and you know, what ha- what's happening out there for eight, ten hours a day that nobody ever sees, you can't help but be uh, sort of touched by it. And, um it's been about, I guess it's been about three years now, and we've had, you know, some moderate successes here, and you know, some wins. But it's a very, it's a very difficult game, as I, as I don't have to tell you. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, we, we know we yes, it, it is a very difficult game. Tell us a little bit about what you like about. Um, this fractional ownership model. Obviously, this is what I do for a living. People have come on yep. and said, you know, hey, it's the best way to get started in the game. You know, but there are pros and cons. Just take us through a little bit about what your feelings are. Sure. And well, and, and so one really, I, I think, differentiator between Rainbow's End and most of the other partnerships that uh, I know about is, is that Bob and Mike do not take any percentage or, or you know, any cut outside of whatever their investment uh, is on, on a particular horse, right? So there's no, no profit motive for them um, outside of really just loving what they do, and, and they work tirelessly for it. Um, for, for somebody like myself, it gives us the opportunity to be involved, and I, I think sort of the, level of the level of risk is obviously minimized, right? So, so you know, you'd be heartbroken, and we've, we've had the unfortunate circumstance of uh, – of losing, actually, believe it or not, I think we've lost uh, two separate horses, and 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 one had to be retired uh, for different circumstances o- over the years. 
And, you know, the idea of having, you know, I think a $50,000 investment that you're in on by yourself and, you know, to, to, to lose that outright would, would be, uh, you know, a little difficult on a, on a, an individual owner, but this gives, this gives the opportunity to get involved in the game to, to and we're treated Tom Morley, who is our trainer, um, treats us just like he treats the, the folks from, uh, you know, West Point thoroughbreds or, or any, any of the other bigger, bigger barns. And, um, you know, it's, for, for us, that's kind of what it's about. We, we, we feel like we're, we're, we're treated just like the big owners, even though we recognize that we didn't have anybody running in the Derby or, or, or anything else. And, and it does allow us to, you know, the opportunity, you got to be in it to win it, right? I think that's the, the old motto expression. Absolutely, you got to be in it to win it. This is Jim Roberts, one of the owners and uh, not necessarily the managing partner in Rainbow's End, but a partner nonetheless. Um, it, you, you hit on Tom Morley, and I know there's other trainers. I think it's really important that the trainer for these partnerships understand that there will be 10 people, 15 people, 20 people coming to the races or wanting to go on the backstretch. And I think it's important to find a person uh, that respects that. So obviously, Tom is that is that person for you and your relationship. Tell us a little bit about that when you when you want to go back to the barn or you want to be at a morning workout because I think you wrote a little bit about that. Yeah, well, you know, we've been going up to Saratoga for years, and and um, you know, Tom Tom and his his uh, staff are as obliging as as you could ever believe. I mean, they've they've actually uh, some of the assistant uh, trainers have come back on short notice to, to, to give opportunity for like, you know, us to show a perspective, uh, you know, owner, what goes on, you know, with the, at the barn or to, you know, let, let, let them get in and see the horses and stuff. You, you couldn't in a million years, you couldn't have anybody who's more accommodating, um, to the group. And, and we do, you know, we do group lunches. We, we have, uh, uh, actually, we have a, a, a big group lunch on the on the calendar up at uh, Saratoga in a couple of weeks. And um, you, you know, again, Tom treats us as if um, you know we're 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 the biggest barn uh, biggest barn out there. And and I know you're probably aware that his his wife uh, Maggie Wolfendale um, is is also uh, you oh, know with Naira. I see. And, That's and, why you do it. Yeah. Come on, Jimmy. <laughs> Come on, Jimmy. You know what, Maggie's- Maggie's a lot better than Tom, but don't tell him I said that. <laughs> no, you know? he, I, I'm sure he doesn't listen to the show. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah. So did you grow up in racing? Um, if if growing up in racing means was I at the racetrack at about 16 or 17, um, you, you know, probably making bets that I maybe not should have made, yes. If, if, it, <laughs> if it means that I grow up at a barn, no. I, yeah. I, I like that. I appreciate that. Wait a second, that. Wait a second Michelle. Wait a second. I made bets that I shouldn't have made the bet last weekend at 49, <laughs> so I don't know about that. I think he means illegally. I think yeah. he means oh, under illegally. the age of 18. Illegally. No, no, I, no, I would never do anything illegally. It's, I think statute of limitations on that is totally expired. Um, yeah, I suspect that's true. So you have your partnership here, and obviously your managing partners are going to do a lot, but how much input or any input do you have into what horses you get, and how does your model work? Do you just capital raise ahead of time and then they buy what they want? Or do you kind of syndicate each individual horse that comes through the stable? That's a, that's, that's a great question. Um, and and I, I think, yes, Bob and I are, are very, very close. 
Um, I do from time to time, you know, they'll, they'll ask, I think a handful of uh, the partners are, are a little bit more, I guess, involved and, and um, sort of deep, deeper into the weeds on it. Uh, so they will still ask us to take a look and watch races if we're, we're, we're thinking about a claim or, or what have you. Um, most, of, most of our purchases are sort of identified ahead of time. So, you know, we'll all get an email that'll say, listen, we're looking at, you know, a potential claim at the end of the week. And this is, this is who it is and what it is. And, you know, they'll ask for who wants what percentage first come first serve. Oh, that's interesting. And, ah. um, well, that, you know, that's like, you um, know, who, we ha- who do we have on the show, Michelle? Uh, winning, who does? Um, winning, uh, the who Jacobson people. Yes. Um, they do a similar thing where they send a yeah, text out a and, text. and you get to choose if you want in. So that's really cool. Okay, keep going, Jim. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. No, no. And, and, and so, I, I mean, I think there are a, a core group that, that are probably involved with every horse. And, you know, if there's a, a lack of interest on, well, a couple of things. One, um, we purposely limit the, the, uh, the amount of the, the percentage that any one individual can have in, in any one individual horse um, for, for the dual so purposes. So no one can get one. controlling interest. Uh, well, I, I think more, more to the point uh, that, that nobody gets hurt too much by, by one, one, you know, by one uh, purchase and, and also to allow others to be involved, um, you, you know, so that somebody, because we, we've got a bunch of partners who, if you gave them, if you gave, they just buy the horse, you know, they take 100% of the interest if you let them or they take mm-hmm. as much as they could. <laughs> uh, so this keeps every, it keeps everybody involved, right? And which I which I think is in the best interest of uh, you know of, of the group overall. But um, yeah, I, I think it's a, I think it's a pretty. I, I know we've never had a problem. We've never had a problem uh, sort of getting the getting the horse sold. And um, we had a couple of couple of months ago, we had one of the partners for you know he had some personal things going on, and they uh, they wanted to sort of cash out, if you will, and. I think they're, I think they're controlling interest in whatever the, we, we usually, I think we've had up to four horses at one time. Usually the, the number's probably three, but we'll fluctuate, you know, depending on, you guys know the game. So, you know, you can lose two, two horses in a, in, in, in a claim uh, in a week and, you know, you, you back out shopping, if you will. Um, but they, uh, we, 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 it took about, 10 minutes for, for that owner's interest to be bought up and for, you know, Bob not to have to worry about it again. So um, I think it's a good model. And, and, and again, I think it works because of, you know, Bob and Mike are, are so sort of committed and dedicated to it and they're not making money on it. Uh, I, I, you know, I dare say that there are some partnerships out there that are not, don't have the same model and frankly might have a model that's more interested in making money than, keeping the owners happy but i won't i won't go any deeper into that whoa i'd like to know who that is it's i hope it's not little red Fox. yeah you, no i you, don't think so but they're out there they're, you've only heard you well, well i think that jim and i started talking because people were saying how expensive it is because of markup during right. in the partnership yep. situation absolutely um, and he was mentioned, and Jim was mentioning how his partnership different. So that's yeah. how we first got started talking. Yeah, no, no, no. I got, I got, it. I got that, Michelle. Yeah, I was explaining to our yeah. audience. Oh, really. sorry, I forgot. The other people were listening. I thought we were just having a phone call conversation <laughs> with Jim. <laughs> you know, I, I, th- I think, I think, 
I think one of I think one of the challenges is if there's a, if there's if, you know if there's a motivation, if if there's a transaction fee, if you will, for every you know for every horse that gets either claimed or or you know claimed in either direction, either you you buying one up or, or losing one. If there's like a transactional fee that that that's uh, part of that, and the the partnership is run in a way that sort of encourages that because there's more transaction fees. I don't know. I've seen it, and right. um, fortunately, we fortunately we don't have uh, we we don't have that. So I think people who's interested, yeah. I, our, our website's out there, and, and Bob is always looking for good people. Absolutely. Well, we we'll we'll get that website in a second. You know, the claiming game is interesting because. There, there are these unwritten rules, and uh, Michelle, Michelle, and her husband actually claimed a horse off us the other day. I've had Costa Hironis claim yep. a horse off me, uh, who I'm very, very good yep. friends with. Um, I claim yep. we, we, we were a part of a claim the other day of a guy in New York who we used to do business with, and the guy just absolutely lambasted me. I mean, abs. Really? I, I mean, just mother effed me like to no end, and <laughs> was very, very angry at me, and. I think actually in California it's a little different than in New York, and we actually claim this filly in Kentucky. Um, what's your feeling on mm-hmm. these kind of unwritten rules that this guy can't claim off this guy? This I would never claim off that guy. What what are your? I, my sense is if the horse is in for a tag, claim it. I don't care if it's mine, yours, my my girlfriend's, whatever. I don't have a girlfriend. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you, you know, I, I'm going to leave that one alone too. That, 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 Why? That sounded like the line, but I'm just oh. going to leave that one out. Oh here. yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I will say I will say this uh, on on the claim side. I I do know that there are um, there are certainly bonds that we I, I think um, have more respect for than less respect for. And now I'm 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 talking as a you know as a, as an individual and and um, you know certainly I'm, I'm certainly not talking for Tom. Tom. Tom gives us a significant amount of guidance uh, obviously as you you would you would imagine uh his his opinion counts very weightily um and yeah there i i think there were all rules i think there is a certain you know respect for uh for, for certain groups and I, I think they all. I, I think. I think you're dancing. That, I think you're dancing around the answer. I am, dan- I am dancing a little bit. Yeah, I am, I am dancing. A little so bit. no, I mean, but I understand I that. I, Wait, Jim. I I understand. What I'm yeah. saying is, I understand that you may not want yeah. to claim a horse off Chad Brown or Linda Rice. I get yeah. that because they they're yeah. excellent trainers, and and you may you know if they're dropping yeah. a horse, it's kind of dangerous. I understand that. But will you guys claim? Yeah. You know, if you if you left Rainbow's End at the end of this year and started your own claiming group, are you would you claim off yeah. Rainbow's End? You know what? I think I, I I think that I would I, I think that we mutually respect each each other enough that 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 would be the case. And I and I think there there are bonds that we we claim off of that um, there were good relationships with. Sure. But but to be to be fair, I, I think there are instances where perhaps we 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 pass on we we would pass on somebody that's coming out of somebody's barn for whatever reason. I, I don't get that deep into it, but okay. I also know there are certain, there, there are certain horses that we're, we're, we're not going to, uh, you know, we're really not going to drop on for, for, you know, for other concerns. You, yeah. I mean, Chad, Chad Brown and Linda Rice, God, I mean, I wish a tenth of the success could 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 fall in our pocket, but uh, well, just you should you should I also just wish some of their horses would be yeah, good. You should have uh, Clarovich just get into Rainbow Zen and you'll be fine. You know, or, yeah, or, or dub. Yeah, yeah. Or, or dub. 
No, yeah. Dub, Dub yeah, is the greatest. I know. Oh, Jim, Jim, listen. you know, listen, you, you've you've been great. Yeah, I understand this. What what else? What else on the Rainbow's end? And and what with you personally? Are you going to? You mentioned you might, you bought a couple two year olds. Are you primarily sticking to the claiming game? Are you going to go to some of these sales? Will you buy yearlings? What's the what's the ultimate goal for Jim Roberts? Not necessarily Rainbow's end. Well, I I, I don't think I don't think we're sort of up to. Um, yearlings. I, I, I think that's really a level of economic commitment that uh, we're not there yet. Um, the two-year-olds, I, and we, we go back and forth on that. I, I think there are, you know, we, we, we like the idea. We've, been, we, we've gotten excited. Uh, unfortunately, we, we frankly have gotten, you know, we've also gotten burnt a little bit um, on, on some two-year-olds. And, you, you know, you make, a, you make a decent investment and you make a decent investment in time to get them to the track. Uh, so, so it's a double-edged sword. I think part of it is, is you also want, and to keep the owners interested, you, you need to have horses running, right? It's, it's not fun if you're just talking about it all the time. Um, so, so I, I think it's a mix. I, I think we, we are talking about, uh, we, we are looking at some two-year-old sales now. Um, yearlings, you know, not so much, but you know, we never know. If we maybe we get one of you guys into it, you guys sound like you got big money. That's what we need. We need the real big money behind us. Yeah, Michelle has all the big money. Michelle, go ahead. <laughs> Come on, Michelle. Oh, she lost her. We probably she probably muted herself or she lost herself. I was actually oh. laughing. I had oh, to she was myself. laughing. Yeah. There she goes. Um, <laughs> I was laughing so loud I had to mute. Um, Jim, what's, what's been your best experience as an owner? Because this show is called the Horse Ownership Experience, so we do like to share those positive, um, you know, times. So, so I, here's I'll tell you what one of the so the best experience I had um, was frankly the day that I met Bob. And his wife Pat. Um, I had I had I had purchased. I was already like as I said earlier. I was already a, a partner in another group, and I was at a, a charity function for my high school. And they had a silent auction, and they had a day at the races for Belmont. I'm like, okay, well, you know, how bad can this be? I'm going to the racetrack anyway. Might as well get a free lunch out of it. Um, so I go to the racetrack, and I and I meet Bob and his and his wife Pat. And uh, Bob looks at me and goes why are you here? You're ready. You know, <laughs> and he went, he went, he went through this whole thing. He goes, come on, I'll take you to the paddock. I go, I don't want to go to the paddock. He goes, why don't you want to go to the paddock? I say, I go to the paddock all the time. Oh, well, you know, and, and, and out of that, I, I wound up, my, my wife and I actually started doing the same thing annually for, um, uh, for the same charity. And, uh, it, it's a blast to get people who have, have never been around it and to get them in there and to see the excitement. I mean, they, they really, it's, it's so different when you're able to sort of get a little bit of an inside view as opposed to just showing up and, and uh, to watch the excitement in, in the face of people who've never been there before and they're asking you questions. And they actually think you know what you're talking about, which is rare <laughs> for me. Yeah, it's right? rare, hey, uh, uh, yeah. Jim, it's rare for all of us. Believe me, that, that's why we're doing right. the show. Okay, Jim, I have a couple of quick questions for you. Go ahead. Okay. Travers or Kentucky Derby? Travers. Best meal you could eat in Saratoga? Um, do we get to pick a cuisine? <laughs> Anything. Just if someone's only coming for about, one day. If, you, if, you're going, if you're going up there, go to Hattie's and eat the fried, eat, eat the fried chicken. Okay. 
Uh, backyard or box seats? Backyard, unless it's a really big race, and then I want to be in the box seats. <laughs> it gets messy. It gets messy in the backyard. Yeah, it does. Uh, Oklahoma or main track? Where would you rather be stabled? Oklahoma. And when the jockeys walk back at Saratoga, are you a heckler or a hugger? I leave that man. As as we say, any any profession that has an ambulance chasing you down the road as you're doing your job, kind of you got to leave them alone. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, have a lot of I like that. I have a lot of respect for those guys. They they they're incredible. They're incredible. And 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 what what most people don't know is most of them, at least the ones I've come in contact with. They're like great people. They're really good guys and, and, right. and girls in some cases. They really are. And uh, so, like, Dylan, Dylan Davis is, uh, you know, we, we love Dylan Davis. I, I, I watch him. When he becomes a superstar, I'll say I knew him when. That's what I tell him. No, he's a good man. Dylan Davis won a lot of races. Jim, we'll leave it off with one last question. Give Give our audience yeah. a little bit of advice. If there's one thing that you maybe have – learned over the years that you didn't know when you first got started what would you tell them that's a that's that's as well I, t- I tell you what how, how about the fact that if, if you if you think that you go if you, you look at winning percentages and and even some of the best trainers out there with the best stock and, and all that man if, if, if you're winning you know 15 out of 100 races you're a superstar if you, if you if you think you're gonna if you think you're gonna get in it and you know they go to the track and they win every race you're in to be disappointed. Um, <laughs> uh, that's good. Just, I mean, we'll just call right, that yeah. manage expectations. How about that? Yeah, I like that. And and I don't listen. I I, I don't know about I don't know about the uh, you know the real upper tier uh, you know ownership and and the people that that have millions invested, but. I don't think any of our partners have any expectation that we're going to get rich doing it. Um, if we, if we, if we're fortunate enough to have a little success and maybe be in the black, that's, that's fantastic. But breaking even's okay because we love, we, we just love the game and hopefully we can win a little money at the, at, at the, uh, at the window when when something goes good but that hasn't worked so well lately all right well we, we're going to turn that around at saratoga this summer jim roberts one of the partners in rainbows and thank you very much for coming on the horse ownership experience we appreciate it and have a great summer at saratoga and if you ever get to del mar you check that out too because michelle and i are going to have a big argument probably in the next couple of weeks about which is better del mar is on my bucket list and, and and it's been a pleasure a lot of fun and, and hopefully if you guys are up at saratoga you let us know email, if we'll you end up track. Yeah, let us know if you end up at Del Mar. Billy's got a great spot to sit at to watch the races and we'll take care of you. And what is the Rainbows End uh, Racing Stable website, Jim, if you'd like to give that? Do you know that offhand? Uh, it I is the rainbowsendstable.com. Rainbowsendstable.com. Rainbowsendracingstable.com. Okay, we've given that out. Jim, thanks a lot, man. Have a great time this summer That's at Saratoga. And, and lots of wins. Thank you. Jim Roberts. All right, bye-bye. Joining I, the horse quick, Billy, ownership I want to read this thing to you. Okay. Yeah, on their homepage, why we chose our name Rainbow's End. Yes. You've got to be nuts to be in the horse business, he thought. You find yourself talking to animals. You find yourself trusting in destiny. You find yourself believing in glory. You feel yourself close to the secret of immortality. You shut your eyes and one vision dominates. That huge conquering move that sweeps you to the finish line in a thunder of pounding hooves. You've been swept to the Rainbow's End. Oh, I like that. That's from the book Dead Heat by William Murray. I kind of got the chills. 
I know, right? That's why I really right. wanted to read it. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Jim Jim was good, man. I love those New York guys. I know, right? They're really great. Um, we'll make sure we, yeah, we'll make sure we tweet this out at Own a Horse and get them involved, Michelle. And uh, great job on on bringing in Mr. Roberts to the show. Um, All right, ready to kick back through some more race recaps? Yeah, we have a we have a little bit of time. Um, okay. I want to definitely talk you about want to soap the. Box, don't you? I want to I want to soapbox for a minute, but I want to Ogden Fips it. Um, okay. I thought Midnight Bisu for Bloom Racing and Madiket. She, she gave me chills. Let's she was go. awesome. I mean, she is she's just really something. I really thought Come Dancing would give her a, a fight, and she, Midnight Bisu proved so much the best. Uh, I really believe um, with Monomoy Girl out on the sidelines that she's the best older filly in the country right now by far. Um, right. And uh, you're going to see some... West Coasters like Secret Spice, who I love and you love, and and probably La Force, who just won, and um, Paradise Woods. Maybe they'll all clash in the Clement Hirsch this summer. But right now, Midnight Bisous is kind of in a world of her own, or league of her own, I should say. And I mean, we're we're kind of fortunate that she ended up on the East Coast, right? And it was just by circumstance because there's nothing for restricted three-year-olds really on our coast that were grade one. So she went out there for all of those good races and she has just gotten better and better. She's very professional. And Mike Smith obviously knows what Hashtag he's doing. Hashtag ears up. Hashtag ears up. Congratulations to Jeff Bloom. Very good friend. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. Jeff Bloom. Good friend of ours. Period. Uh, who else? Uh, the long jeans, just a game went to rushing fall who just does nothing but win. Yo, even when races aren't at. She's, she's ridiculous. I mean, E5 she's racing has right? been on our show um chad brown once again i mean she just goes out there sets whatever pace she wants and just keeps going and they don't have a chance it is really remarkable she's a remarkable filly um and i know you gave credit to Bo recall congratulations for running second to rushing fall i mean that's what i gotta say but that is our good friend nick casado and slam dunk so give them some credit but rushing fall like midnight bisu um just awesome performances on the biggest stage uh the grade one jiper world of trouble it was just way too good for Michael Dove, Matacat, and Bethlehem Stables trainer Jason Service, many Franco aboard, holding off um for the win. Um, I read I read a funny quote about World of Trouble, and he runs in the Mike Dub silks, and it, they, I, I don't know who said it. Maybe his jockey. He said he runs angry, like that. Have you seen he him? Runs he runs angry. Like he made the lead, and like around the turn, he kind of took a little breather, and then once they straighten out the stretch, it's like there's no one has a chance of catching this horse. He's crazy, right? Yeah, he runs like a just like he's like got something to prove. You know, he runs angry. He That's runs funny. angry. I like, that line. I like him. Actually, if you go back and watch the replay, you can see it because he pins his ears really yeah. hard and yeah, he, he gets, like tries. He's yeah. like, <laughs> he's really good. Like runs he's angry. not like a super smooth. No, he just runs angry. Yeah, that's funny. I love that. I'm going to use that line. There you go. Okay. Um, Amade won the Belmont Gold Cup Invitational, which I didn't watch, to be honest with you. Oh, is that the Flavian Pratt? Is that the European? Yes. Yes. Ran great. Ran super. Has these really cool blinkers that look like Bumblebee. Alessandro Botti and OTI Racing, DeSalt, Laurent, and Elise. Yep. Nice. nice Yeah. His his blinkers look like a Bumblebee. Yeah. They're awesome. That's right. They do. Yeah. I, I um, talked to Pratt after that race. He was really funny because he when he he came back to L.A. and I was talking to him and I said that horse had really cool blinkers. He goes, everyone said that. I didn't see them. I was on the back of the horse. You know? <laughs> <laughs> He's so funny, Pratt. That's funny. All right. Uh, the New York went to Homerique and the True North went to Catalina Cruiser for our good friends, the Heronises. That was a remarkable effort by Catalina Cruiser off yeah, the bench, was. off the bench between horses. 
didn't uh, didn't look like he was going to win at about the eighth pole, and then all of a sudden he found another gear, and and he he went by some pretty nice sprinters. So um, I don't know if they'll keep him at one turn or maybe a mile. Uh, I don't know. He's a really nice horse. Wow, he was impressive, and so was Homerique. Homerique is now two for two in the country for Peter Brand, um, Chad Brown. This is a, a gray. I think she's four. She's she is just stunning, and she has a, a a she has a turn of foot like nobody's business. I mean, she just she's remarkable. So, uh, congratulations to Peter Brand who wins his fair share of races. Yeah, right. Everything yeah. on the grass yeah. is pretty much owned by him. Yeah. Um, and then also the. Oh, I just missed. had a brain fart. Um, That's okay. The Wonder Again Stakes, which was what our newspaper record got beat by Cambier, Cambier Park. Cambier Park, who owned by Larry Best, our good friend, XO mm-hmm. Racing. Um, also for Chad Brown. So Chad Brown beat Chad Brown. Chad Brown run like eight grade ones or something over the weekend. It's ridiculous. <laughs> All right, Michelle, what else? We What's coming up? Because we have to, we only have about five minutes left. I want to make sure I know we have some fun stuff coming. We missed uh, okay. Billy's, what is it? What are we calling now? Billy Soapbox? Soapbox Billy? No, we still have a minute for it, right? Uh, don't I we? don't know. I don't know. If All right, let's go. Well, it. It's just coming up this weekend at okay. Santa Anita. It's going to be the Thor's Echo, the Affirmed, and the Possibly Perfect for Stakes Racing. Saturday is the Skewers and Brews um, on the apron if you want to be involved in that. Saturday, Sunday is Father's Day, so we do drams for dads. It's whiskey tasting and a Father's Day brunch. They're Whoa. also having a Father's Day trackside barbecue. Whoa. And Father's Day in the club court. So there's going to be some really fun things. Also mandatory Rainbow Six payout. So we have over a million dollars in that Rainbow Six pool for the single ticket jackpot, but they're going to mandatory pay it out this week. On Sunday or Saturday? Do On we know? Sunday. On Sunday, Sunday, which is Father's Day. Happy Father's, Father's Day to Ryan Day. Hansen, by the way. Happy Father's Day to you too, Billy. Thank you. Thank you. I guess, right, we, guess where I'll time. be. Guess soapbox. Where? Oh, soapbox. soapbox, Billy. Well, you know, Michelle, you and I don't talk a lot about Santa Anita and what's going on there. We do that on purpose. You work for Santa Anita. Obviously, I'm very involved in the racing industry. I am I am just obviously heartbroken for all any anybody who has lost a horse in these these recent tragedies. But I will say that the the media coverage of this and the social media coverage of this is so overblown and it it it's making me not even want to be on social media it's making me right. uh, i find that the it's it's one thing that social media has been great because it gives everyone a voice but some of these voices who are so unknowledgeable and so uh just they they're posting things that just are either not true or just gross with gross negligence and, this and is- and it's just, it's really, really frustrating to people like I'm sure you and myself who are in the game. Uh, listen, when a horse dies, it is crushing. It is, I've had it happen. It is absolutely devastating to anybody involved. And I know for a fact, I know Sandy is doing everything they can to, to make this a safer place. And I think Delmar's the same. But the truth of the matter is, Michelle, there is about, there are about 50 deaths a year and and un- it, it's horrible one death is too many we always say that but it, this is happens this is our sport we are not we are not rescuing wild horses and turning them into racehorses we have a breeding right. industry that is that is their job that is what they were born to do and 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 i i just it's starting to get really aggravating that's it my soapbox well, later day i saw someone writing about santa anita and one of the comments was gosh this place is terrible why don't we run all the races at Del Mar? I haven't seen a single breakdown this year. Well, the answer to that is because they haven't run a single horse at Del Mar this right, year. But exactly. like, that's the kind of people 
that and that's the kind of people that are that, and we're listening right they're influencing like wh- exactly. why are we listening to these people why right. and that's just driving me fucking crazy so i i agree okay. as little as i can say about it that it that was my like tipping point where i wanted to not listen to anything anymore because i said this a long time ago billy that social media is ruining course it really is it's really bad but anyway thank you to jim roberts Thank you to Michelle Yu. Thank you to our sponsors, TaylorMade and Delmar and Santa Anita. Uh, it was Thank a fun you show. Me. You know, it was a fun show until the soapbox at the end. Well, you know, so the soapboxes can get a little intense, but that's okay. Yeah. We, it, this is your moment to soapbox shine, Billy. Soapbox, Billy. Um, we're going to do something fun next week. I don't know what it'll be, but Michelle is going to come up with something cool, I'm sure. So thank you for listening to the Horse Ownership Experience. We appreciate it. You can download it on iTunes, Stitcher, latalkradio.com. Uh, we've had over, I think, probably 1.5 million downloads now. So thank you to everybody who listens to this show. I know so many people are listening on their drives. We really, really appreciate you. You can tweet us at Own a Horse, at BKLRF, at the Michelle U. You can email me, Billy, at littleredfeather.com. You have a question, you want to get involved in horse ownership, please let us know. And Michelle, great job as always. And I'll see you this weekend for, uh, should be some good racing at Santa Anita. Let's have some whiskey on Sunday. Let's for do Father's it. Day. I'm in. Later. Sounds good. Bye. You're listening to The Horse Ownership Experience with Billy Koch and Michelle Yu, right here on LA Talk Radio. This horse is the complete package. He's won from seven furlongs to a mile and eight. He's won on dual surfaces. He's won with and without Lasix. And he's traveled around the world and fought his A game with him. He showed that he was a very top class dirt horse. Balance is key and you know, he was just perfectly proportioned. I think that's what made him so athletic and so efficient on the track. Standing at TaylorMade Farms.